Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I would know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, old people's smiles, dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbol. Bida octo mon farste outwis mon kasabu haudon fu chi tang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa do lape turbs benas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the 10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. That is a voice that launched a thousand board games. This is Dan. <laughs> this is Kim. <laughs> uh, this is the MFG Cast. Hey guys. <laughs> Damn right it is. Not just talking about the games that you already know about, but the games that you should know about. Well, let's say this. Uh, so one of the things is this, you know. As every year goes on, you get a little less time at the board. You know, if your board game collections, get together with your friends, play the tabletop games. 
So we're going to kind of look at games that are time sinks and are they something that we still enjoy? Is it something we can still invest in or is it something that's just like impossible for us to do now? So before we talk about that, Kurt, what have you been playing lately? Um, to tell you the truth, I haven't been playing, I haven't played, been playing like a ton lately. As you'll already been hearing before this is even posted, the family got some cool kids games from Yulu Games. And we were able to play Operation Escape Room, uh, Safe Breaker, and Break Free. And so if you don't know what those are, are all about, go back and listen to that episode. Listen to Logan try to take out take control of the entire episode, which makes me giggle each time I think about it or listen to it. Uh, what did we actually just played last night? And we played some more DC deck building. But we actually played some magic, which is funny because this will tie it into... This will also tie into what we what we've been talking about, but um, it's funny because you know going going back to magic is kind of is easy, but at the same time kind of hard because it's like you know basically all we do like me and Mike play. So then when we do, it's like I don't even know what my decks are anymore. I'm like, oh, this deck looks cool. Throw it out. You know, either do really good with it or fail. You know, like last night. Um, it's funny cause we had the episode talking about different players and play styles and stuff like that. Unfortunately, you guys weren't on it, but when I play with Mike, Mike is one of those people that loves to win. Like he's just like, he'll do whatever it takes to win. And it's funny. It's not like he's a, it's not like he's a bad guy, but he just really doesn't care if you win, he just wants to win. It's kind of, it's funny that it, that, you know, it sounds like that. And it, uh, Tracy actually made the comment. She's like, I just, a lot of times I just won't play because he just plays to win. and doesn't really care about the other stuff sometimes. So it's hard for her to play with him, you know? So, so we played last night and we played DC deck building and when we played it, we played this, this new, um, mini expansion expansion that I got and um right away i beat like three or four villains like right away and like th that's probably like the best start i've ever gotten and i could just see it in mike's eyes he's just like what in the hell is going on like <laughs> you know? pure heat <laughs> yeah exactly you know and then at one point he's like he's doing these cards and uh the one the little the little mini expansion or whatever you want to call it is the rogues gallery and we played also played with the forever evil so this is all like bad guy stuff you know so he's like i'm you know he saw this one card that looked overpowered he's like well i don't think i'd use it but i'm gonna get rid of it because i don't want you to use it and i'm like do you, you know this is still semi-cooperative and you're supposed to be kind of you know playing with it you know whatever so i just i thought it was kind of funny and then um in the end we actually tied so you know i didn't beat him but he didn't win either so it was just kind of one of those things. And it's funny because I don't, I don't, like, it doesn't affect me that much. I don't know what it is. Like, I like winning just like anybody else likes winning. But, like, if I don't, it's not the end of the world, you know? But also, what happens is, is that I'm the kind of guy that is, I'm very much into the underdog, okay? So, if there's an underdog, I always pull for them. If there's the, the you know, like the the big bad or the most popular, a lot of times I want them to go down, you know? So when Mike plays, me and Mike play, I always want to dislike, I'm very, I'm, I'm appreciative that he doesn't hold back because it makes me 
think more and try to be a better player. But also at the same time, I want to destroy him. So then I could be like, I did it, you know? So we played, when we played Magic, we played about, I think we played four or five games. And I won at least half or maybe even three-fourths or whatever. And it made me feel good because it was like, you know, I planned a strategy. I didn't, you know, sometimes when I'm playing Magic, I just like to go, go, go. And this time I just kind of was think, you know, carefully thinking of the right moves to make and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, you know, able to handily beat him and, and, and I could tell at the end of the night he was humbled. So that actually, you know, made me feel good too. So what color deck were you using, by the way? I think I used four or five decks. So one was a multicolored. It was black and white. One was a red deck. One was think black white and green and then so it must have been four i think the last one was pure white i think he's like i just won so many games they kind of all blended in (laughs) yeah yeah exactly well the cool thing too is that when i won i won handily so you know it was one of those things where it was kind of like oh that was fun you know it it's funny because usually i'm not that competitive when it comes to stuff like that but sometimes when people are competitive it it, it forces me to up my game and become more competitive so yeah it's um it's funny it's i actually get this uh i hear it a lot on the edge and christian uh pot of awesome <laughs> where he talks about when he was in the ring and he always says you know by going against the best is how you get to be the best that iron sharpens iron yeah for sure yeah, it's, it's totally what it is. Like, you know, again, it's, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, maybe pulling back the curtain a little bit. Like, and even like when I play with Logan, I, I don't try to put much kid gloves on it. You know, but if, you know, if I feel like and he's having a hard time and he, you know, he needs a little bit of help, I'll help him that way. But otherwise, you know, I don't play my best, but I try to not pull back any punches so that he can get better uh funny little quick little story it's not it'll take two seconds i feel like i'm talking this whole time but um we played checkers yesterday i was just i was ready to go and you know sometimes he is just so quick to be like all right i'm just gonna boom 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 you know whatever and so i you know i beat him pretty handily well yesterday when we played checkers he annihilated me twice like i'm like making moves and he's like boom boom and he's like what about that dad i'm like you little punk (laughs) you know but he like was really smart on his moves and you know really you know didn't take chances and he did that whole thing too where like i think you're you're supposed to do that in chess I i don't know if there's something in chess where like if you don't take your hand off the piece you don't make that move so you want to move it back you know, you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you took that move. He did that with those, with the checkers too. He's like, huh? Oh no, I don't think I'll do that. I'll do this instead. I was like, good for you, buddy. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, what about you, Kim? Anything fun lately? Like Sagrada? Oh, Sagrada. (laughs) Yeah. That's my game. See, I told you, I told you you like it. Yeah. That's awesome. I did. Uh, it was not bad. I've run two out of three games that I played, but I feel bad because when I go against Dan, he just gets trounced, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't, dude. I can't pull through in that game to save my life. <laughs> but at the nice. same time, I've been use. I've been. I haven't played any of the hard windows yet. I've only mm-hmm. used the uh, 
The three windows. The threes, yeah. Yeah, it, it gets to be a little tricky when it gets to the fours and the fights, for sure. We had uh, one game where the three scoring objectives was, like, ones and twos, like, fives and sixes or whatever. So it was, like, very, you know, the two low scoring. And then the having the rows of different numbers. I got all my rows. So Kim numbers. got 20 <laughs> points. And I got five. <laughs> nice. It was either have blank spaces in the windows or, you know, just take the numbers out as they came up. And it's just like every time I'm like, she, and, you know, you're speaking about winning handily. She didn't beat me. She beat me by like 24 points. Mm-hmm. Because not only did she have all those rows, but she's like, oh, look, there's a one and two. Oh, and a five and a six. Oh, and a one and two. And, and there's a five and a six. Oh, and there's another five and six. And it was just like, Blowout city. There's another game with diagonals that I got. Yeah, the diagonals. She got like for like 17 points or something stupid. It was just like, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. 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 I do like Sagrada though. It is it is a very uh, you know super quick playing dice drafting game. It's like probably the fastest dice drafter I've seen. So it's kind of fun just for that alone. Like you know knowing that you can play it. It's like it's almost filler length. Like you can blow yeah. out a game of Sagrada in about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it has a it has enough strategy to keep you thinking, but it also goes very quick, so you can get on to the next if you feel like it. And what we decided to do was um, we wrote down the names of the windows, so the next time we play, if we get the if we get the card, we try to like use something new that we haven't tried. Yeah, or try That's to flip it or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I I think Sagrada will probably be the, like we're gonna add it to our ten by ten challenge, so we can actually have one game that we did the ten by ten challenge on. <laughs> nice. I've actually been playing a bit more video game stuff lately. Mm, um, Shadows of War. Yeah, we picked up Shadows of War. Uh, it's the sequel to the old um, was it like Shadows of Mordor or something? Shadows of Mordor. It's pretty cool. It still has the Nemesis system from the first game, and uh, it's something that's not in any other games really, and it's something I want to be in every video game, especially like wrestling games or whatever. Because you'll fight like a general and say he runs away or something like that, right? What kills you? So, like, you know, he bolts off and you, you try to chase him down and he gets away and you're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Well, like, later on, you might come across him again. And, you know, he'll be like, he's like, oh, I remember last time when you ran away. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't run. It was here. <laughs> you know, it's like, but they, like, talk all this crap to you. Nice. And um, even when you, like, kill or maim people they can still come back and like they're just now like they get like little tag names on them so like there's this guy i fight his name is like like umag or whatever and um so when i fight him i run my sword right through his heart and you know like uh chop off his arm or whatever right so i'm like oh that guy's done and over with a little later i'm like you know travel around and also i'm like umag the unkillable is there and he has a steel plate over his chest where i stabbed him <laughs> And he has like a shoulder brace over, like you know, like uh, where the arm I cut off. And he's like, he's like, oh, you probably thought I was dead, didn't you? Not so lucky, are you, man, swine? And like, you know, fights me again, kill him again. A couple of hours later, he's coming back, and this time he has like a medal over his leg. And he's like, he's like, oh, you only gave me more reason to kill you, Ranger. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I decapitated him. And then he came back again later, and he has, like, a metal helmet on now and stuff like that. Like, I just love that there's this one dude that just can't be killed. And Kim doesn't have that in her game. Like, I just do. Yeah, I only had the one guy, like, he came back once to taunt me because I killed him. And then he was going on about, like, oh, you think he could kill me? And then I try to fight him, and he runs away. And then I just, like, haven't seen him. Like, he just, like, doesn't appear anymore. But my favorite is, like, I got taken out by, like, a group of, like, orcs or whatever in the beginning. 
And one of them, like, you know, I couldn't do the save yourself button fast enough, so he killed me. And he goes over your corpse, and he's like, I crushed your head, and now you're dead. Hey, wait, that rhymes! <laughs> and then he became, like, Sama the Bard. <laughs> he actually, and the next time I fought him, he had a loot and, like, a little plume hat and all this stuff like that. That's really funny. He's like, I can rhyme, so now I'm a bard. Yeah, and he sings a song about how he's going to, like, smash my face into the side of a mountain. That's hilarious. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. But the game is pretty cool. They upgraded it now where there's, like, siege warfare, where you actually, like, lay waste to, like, entire kingdoms. Like, you see you troops can, smashing through walls and stuff. You can recruit the the captains and any of the orcs to basically fight with you to take cool. over, um... Like they just yeah. Trying to, trying to basically, uh, show up, uh, Sauron. Like, it's a pretty cool game, um, you know... 80 million kill animations, like, you know, because you're basically almost like an assassin, but you can get into the thick of things if you need to. Mm-hmm. So, the game's still, you know, it's really awesome. If you like the first one, this is, like, a, a pretty much knockout of the park. Yeah, and it's never, like, with the, his enemies, like, his captains, I never really see them. There's one, but, like, any, like, other, like, the nemesis, we never see, like, the same captains. And you can do vendettas, too, where you can actually, he can kill somebody who's killed me. Because it shows up online. Yeah, it's like, if anyone, like, when people get ganked, they'll actually make, like, a spawn point of a vendetta on the map that you can go to, and you actually invade their world to avenge them. So nice. whoever, whatever generals they're fighting, whatever's going on in their world, you deal with now. Mm-hmm. Also, 2K18 came out. I want to probably do a whole episode about that so we can talk about <laughs> what's in it, what's new, and what still hasn't happened and everything. So we'll save that for later. The other two games I've been playing lately... Is um I, I made a mention to you a few times before I played Gems of War a lot on the phone, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's the easiest way to describe it is like Candy Crush with purpose, yeah. Because you actually have like troops and you level up and you unlock new abilities and there's tons of combos, and um, the game also does have what I kind of refer to as like uh the Jace problem, you know, like from Magic, where so in Magic like you might spend four blue mana. For a 2-2 guy, that's flying. And you're like, all right, whatever. And then you can also spend four blue mana, and it's like a 3-4 guy that whenever he hits the opponent, you draw a card. And you're like, all right, that's not too bad. Or you can spend four blue mana to cast Jace the Mind Sculptor, where if his sweeper ability goes off, you have won the game in like one turn. But it's like, um, so like, you know, like Jace was like this unbelievably overwhelmingly powerful card, and that's why he was going for like 100 to $200 when he was in standard mm-hmm. you know and it's you look at that spread of four mana can get you this this or this and there's clearly something that's better you know yeah. and gems of war kind of has that where it's like oh this guy for like nine mana hits somebody for like seven damage and pulls him to the front and then like this guy for like 10 mana hits every enemy in the entire list for like 10 points that bypasses armor and he heals 40 points and all this other crap and you're like yeah that i want that guy <laughs> so there is kind of like a power creep in that game where there is like you cannot take a scrub unit and make it good like if it sucks it sucks and that's just the way it goes you know and almost like magic where it's like yeah you can combo some other cards to make it a little better but if it bites it still bites you're just trying to make garbage good as opposed to just using things that'll win, like everyone else is doing. So when you play player versus player, you kind of get your ass handed to you. Which brings me into two of the games I've been playing lately. (laughs) 
Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends is kind of like the Elder Scroll answer to Hearthstone. It's a, you know, you make a deck, every turn you get a mana. There's there's colors, but the colors are only to build the deck. Like, you don't actually need, like, blue mana or red mana or anything. It's another game where, you know, you customize uh, decks, you choose layouts and everything, just like Hearthstone. The downside is there's a story mode, which is really cool. Play through that. And then you get into, like, player versus player, where I got wrecked 10 games in a row, and people are using bonkers cards. And the thing is, you can buy packs with real money or gold, but it takes you days to get gold. Or online wins, which is hard to do when you don't have the cards. So they're kind of like, hey, if you spend money, you may not have to spend as much money later. And I don't know, it was kind of like, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. It brought me to something that uh, people were talking about recently on a few other podcasts about some of these online games are technically online gambling. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's like most of them are just like, hey, here's a cool new, here's a cool thing. You, and you play it for a while and you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, guess what? If you want to get to this next level, you're going to need this because if you don't, you're never going to get past this level that you're at. Well, here's what makes this thing interesting. And they, uh, so the conversation I heard about it was like actually on the Laser Time Network where they were talking about things like with Overwatch and Star Wars Battlefront. But this game ties into it where it's like some online games, it's like, oh, hey, for $10, you get these things. Like you get these units or you get these items. And then other games go, hey, for $10, you get 12 packs, which could be anything. So your $10 and my $10 will actually get different things, which kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. Because if I spend $10 and everything I get is useless and you spend $10 and you get like two Jaces, you clearly came out ahead. And it's not like I can open packs better or tap boxes better to get better things. <laughs> I don't know. You you haven't met my wife, Tracy, who always like anytime she buys a pack of cards. Well, it's she doesn't even play. She'll just like back when she used to grab them for me. It's like everything was gold. I mean, it was it's insane. Yeah, Kim has the devil's luck with that stuff, too. Um, but I was playing it for, like, a couple of days. It was kind of fun. It was kind of something cool. Like, you know, it's free to check out. But like I said, the downside was is once it went to PvP, it tanked. Uh, so, at least for me. I mean, you might have uh, more success than me. And if you do, God bless you. The other game I've been playing lately uh, is available, I think, on Steam and PS4. I don't know if it's on Xbox One. It's a game called Hex. And the only way I can describe it is, so far in my book, it's actually like kind of cooler than magic. Um, it takes everything I like that was in Force of Will and things from magic and all these other ideas, and it's something that can only be done in a digital game. And uh, I'll give you a super quick rundown of this because there's so many things in it that's <laughs> awesome. but. Uh, first of all, there's like five different decks that you can just play against the computer as much as you want. So you can actually get a cool feel for the game, get an idea of how everything works. There's variable leaders. There's like 40 leaders or so in the game. So when you make your own custom deck, you pick who your leader is. And you'll have abilities that you can activate and people have different starting life. So like the armored paladin starts with like 26. But the uh, like alchemist guy might only start with 19. But their powers are also different. So 
using your powers and making a deck that works well with who your leader is or just having your like leader fill in a gap that your deck may have or something is interesting and every time you put down like the mana stones now this is pretty cool because there's uh rubies that give red and emeralds that give green and sapphires that give blue stop me if any of these colors sound familiar there's diamonds <laughs> that give white and then there's like onyx that gives black now those five colors you know uh, I'm sure they got them because of board games or something. It doesn't sound like they blatantly ripped off any other card game out there. But some of the things in this game is like there's like when you're used to magic, uh, it even has the same thing. Main phase, combat phase, secondary main phase, just like magic. But it has things that would be it's um, best I can describe it is like think about if Mystic Veil was a card game like magic. So you know how in Mystic Veil you put the sleeves on and it changes what the card does? there's elements in this game that let you do that. Like, you can actually... Like, when you play spells, it goes onto the card in that fight. So if the card gets unsummoned, it doesn't, like, lose all those bonuses or blessings or whatever it had. They stay on the card. So it's this weird concept that magic would not be able to duplicate. And there's also effects like... Uh, you put this guy out, and when he dies, he gives two random cards in your deck new keywords... So, again, like, things that Magic couldn't do. Like, you can even, like, socket gems into cards to change their effects. So you might have a dragon, and then you socket it in this ability that, like, when you play him, you draw a card. But I put in the ability that, like, when I play him, I he automatically deals, like, three damage to different opponents or something. So there's, like, customization in a very digital-only way. So when, so when you socket... When you sock at dragons, do you say "sock it to me"? Sorry, dad joke. I had to. I had to put it in there. <laughs> Every time I put I a sock it on one terrible. of the guys, I, I say that. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing is, the game loves token creatures. Like, there's tons of things that generate like token creatures in this game, mm -hmm. which again, in Magic, would be like bonkers. But when everything is handled digitally, it's one, two, three. Yeah. You know, and then there's like also like little artifacts that have like all this fun stuff, like. Uh, like there's this one where it's like when you play it you draw two cards and then for every card in your hands you make like a 1-1 one, one guy with haste that like dies off at the end of the turn and mm -hmm. there's like tons of combos and everything else that game I've been playing that thing a bit and it's horrifying because I really enjoy it and I want to play it more but I know if I want to play it more I'll have to probably buy an in-game deck or two which is funny because I was just looking that up while you guys were talking it's like play for free I'm like oh this sounds fun Buy a bundle for fifteen dollars. What? I I played Holy it crap. for free, f for I played it like here and there, pretty much like every day for like the last week or so. Yeah. There's a good amount of stuff in it. It's like I said, there's a lot of interesting things and things that you're like, holy crap, this is weird. Oh, this is awesome. I love what this thing does. Oh my god, these guys together are so cool. Like, um, like one of my other favorites is like there's a lot of cards that let you steal things from your opponent's deck or their hand or something and change their casting cost. Oh. So it's like when this thing, uh, like if this thing strikes, you take a card and then you neutralize any color requirements. So in other words, like if the thing would normally be like four and a red, it's just five flat now. Like it can be five of any and stuff like that. There's like so many cool things in the game. The thing that this and that Elder Scrolls game both have in common though, and kind of goes into a bit of our discussion is there's so many cards and you have to like know your own deck know what you're playing against like you have to be able to identify things on the fly you know like kind of like get used to like recognizing your cards just based on sight 
Like, you don't want to have to read the description of every one of your cards every time. Because that makes... That kind of, like, gives you that sense of you don't really know even what you're doing at times. Like, like how many of these do I have in my deck again? Like, oh, crap. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I, I didn't put the dragons in this deck. Like, you know, knowing what's in your deck, what cards can do what, what cards you need to combo, all these things. Uh, they tie into two uh, little abstract ideas. Gamer skill versus gamer knowledge. Gamer knowledge is knowing everything that exists within the game. And gamer skill is your ability to manipulate those things. And uh, I figured we'll talk about a couple of games that are like, even like board games that are these big time sinks. Because you can essentially, quote unquote, play them for hours without ever playing the game because you have to do these things prior. Like making a deck in Hex, or putting together your army cards in... Elder Scrolls Legends, or building a deck in Magic the Gathering. Because, I mean, uh, did you ever used to go to tournaments when you played Magic? No, I was scared shitless and never did it. And, uh, so you know how, like, when people, like, did you ever see tournaments? Like, uh, how people are just... We, I, I, I lie. We, we did, we actually did one for Extra Life. I think the first year we did Extra Life, um, at a store we actually did our little mini tournament and i was scared shitless but everybody there was actually pretty cool so it actually went smoothly but now the question is did you win that tournament <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no i actually did pretty good i got fourth out of eight i think so not too bad especially for the first and only time but i think mike ended up getting second but it was the cool thing and sorry i don't want to off track it but the cool thing about when we actually played is that every time we played, there was a couple of guys that were there that were, I think they were actually the guys that basically ran magic tournaments and stuff, you know, as they were doing certain things, they were like, so this is why I do this. And this pairs good with this. And you're actually doing really good with this, but you know, what card really works good with this. You should get this card about, and like, it seemed like everybody was really good about being like, Oh, Oh, I love that card. You know what? I've got a great, you know, two or three cards that go good with that. And I like that idea instead of just being like, aha, I whooped you again. And guess what? You'll never know my secret, you know? Yeah, that, that reminds me of, uh, I used to play tournaments back in the day. And then when I played again during the second phase of Magic in my life, I, I still love to this day at a tournament, this guy destroys me. And after it's over, he wins his 2-0 and and he just goes, so what was your deck supposed to do? Uh <laughs> And I said, lose to assholes, and so far it's doing perfect. Uh, nice, nice. Well, I'm, gl I'm glad you actually said that, because that would have been me like two days later. Oh, I should have said that. Oh, I should hope I see that guy again so I can tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Well, as, as, as soon as we got dusted, I turned to my buddy John. I was like, we are clearly never coming back here for this again. <laughs> <laughs> and then six months later, there we were, doing it again. So, Like, in tabletop, granted it's not magic, you know one of my favorite games is Mage Wars. Mm -hmm. The thing that destroys Mage Wars for our group is there's a decent amount of product out there. Like, you know, it's not going to cost you $1,000 to get everything. But at this point, if you wanted everything, it would be a couple of hundred. Yeah. But the thing is, you got to make a book and you got point restrictions and like school restrictions based on who you're playing. Like there's a lot that goes into making your spell book. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, your spell book has to work. Like you can't just throw in dudes and hope for the best because those you just get your ass handed to you yeah and even if you're like oh well i'll put in some damage and some dudes like it's still not enough like you need to 
know how to maneuver your guys, what area, like, you know, board control and all these other things. Like, there's a lot that goes into Mage Wars. And even when you're playing, like, what would you say, like, an average game of Mage Wars is? Like, about an hour, like an hour to two hours based on who's playing? Yeah, usually if it's you and uh, someone who's, like, like plays it religiously, it's mostly about, like, three hours. Yeah, be. like, we've had some brawls. And the thing is, like, uh, you don't want to, like, spend an hour or two making a book and then 15 minutes later you're hung up on the ropes and you know you're dead. And then you're like, oh, okay, let's try again. And, like, and then 20 minutes later you're like, all right, well, I guess I lost that one too. It, it's like this level of dedicating time to be able to even play the game effectively. And um, a few other board games that use that, like Summoner Wars, you could play Summoner Wars right out of the box as is, but only against other Summoner Wars decks that are right out of the box as is. Again, once people start customizing their decks, they're going to have answers and options that you don't or that you might not even know about. X-Wing. Another big example, X-Wing is being played at a lot more shops, a lot of like gaming stores, even like comic book shops and everything. People love this game. And I see it when new ships come out. Sometimes people buy one and sometimes people buy four. You know, this is another game where it's like people are buying four of that ship because they already read up what's included and they know that this will go with their army and there's like these new abilities or they need these cards to go to these pilots. Like, There's, again, so much of this, like, inside baseball stuff that you have to have ready to even be able to get in for that game. Yeah, and and hold on, before you go into that, um, I think think another thing that, you know, and you referenced it before, but I think with some of these games, what you have to be prepared for is not only a time sink, but a money sink, too. Regardless of, you know, you know, how much you're paying for each thing, it's, I think these games are a good example of our last episode that we did of game budgeting where we talked about you have to make sure that it's something that you're into before you get into it because you're going to be putting so much time and effort into it. You want to make sure that that's the right thing for you. Otherwise, it's going to, you know, sit on your shelf or, you know, you know, not get enough gameplay. Yeah. And like. So, like, even, like, LCGs and stuff like that, right? Like, Netrunner. Mm -hmm. Netrunner has been huge for a while now. Yeah. If you just started getting into Netrunner right now, unless you're inside a bubble where you're getting into it with a few other buddies that are only just getting into it, you're going to get, like, not only are you going to get your ass handed to you, but you are going to get, like, headaches from the amount of information dumped on you Mm -hmm. because of how much already exists within this game. Oh, that makes magic. Like you, you could start now, but I feel like even like five years ago, you know, maybe even, you know, seven years ago, like that, you know, that was prime time, you know, that would be the prime time to start than now, which I, you know, I think it, it, again, you, you can learn and you can get to that certain point but it just nowadays it just seems like there's just so much you know i'll I'll be honest i would say for magic unless you got in it 20 years ago when there was only like 10 keywords like banding and flying Mm -hmm. that's why we started playing force of will force of will when we played it was only out for a year there was a very small pool of cards very few keywords and even that game now every new addition new keywords new ideas new mixes new combos like it's a constant changing game state and you don't keep up on that. You're out. You're going to lose. You know, that's just how these games go. Like take, for example, um, that elder scrolls game, right? 
so like I mentioned to you, you know, like there's no mana, like, you know, you make a deck of two colors, there's no mana uh, per se, it's just like a mana pool every turn that goes up by one. Mm-hmm. Unlike Hearthstone, it doesn't cap out at 10, this thing just keeps going. But one of the abilities in the game is lethal, which is essentially death touch from magic. Gotcha. I played against somebody where every single dude he had had lethal. Wow. So it didn't make a difference how strong his guys were. If they touched my guys, they died. And if his guy was able to survive the fight, then that means he can go and poke somebody else in the face, and that guy will die. And if he survived that fight, he can just tap somebody else on the cheek, and that person drops dead. So everything in his deck caused death. So I couldn't amount anything to stop him. And there's also nothing like there's no like indestructible or at least nothing that I have access to in the game. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, this is a casual lowest level tier fight that I got into. And I'm like, this guy clearly he had to have buy packs or something because I have like maybe 15 guys with lethal in all of my colors combined. And this guy's just like, I am death made flesh you know it's like so i was like okay you know not only did i have no idea what was in his deck but all i knew is i could not survive gotcha yeah. that's fine no and that and that part's hard especially like it makes me think of one of my one of my friends he would always invite me over to my brother-in-law's house and my brother-in-law is hardcore to magic he's been hardcore into magic for years and they still every friday sometimes saturday will play into the early morning and they only do constructed EDH. That's all they do. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to do that because number one, I, I'm not, you know, into this hobby as hardcore as everybody else. And I hear my brother-in-law talk all the time. He's like, yeah, there's this one guy that literally, literally by turn four, he, he will destroy your deck no matter what you have. And I'm like, that what fun does that even sound like? Like, like, I can understand, like, maybe if, like, you're, like, the uh, the Albert Einstein of magic that figures out the combo that destroys that one person, and it's like, yes, I did it, that's cool, but, like, that doesn't even sound like a challenge and or fun. It's like, why even bother? One of the other super fun fights I had, uh, this guy is, like, putting out all these buffers, right? So it's like every time you play a creature, it gets plus one power. Every time you play a creature, it gets plus one power. And he plays a soldier. Every time you play a creature, it gets plus two toughness. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, anyone he puts out is going to be like, you know, such a hassle. And then he puts out a, another little support thing where it's every turn you make a 1-1 one, one soldier at the end of your turn. But it's like, he's a 1-1. One, one. Oh, he's a 1-3. Oh, he's a 2-3. Oh, he's 3-3. Three, three. So it's like every turn he's getting a 3-3 three, three dude for free. And I'm like... Oh my! And then he also gets to do his things. I don't have one of those cards, nonetheless the four that made that combo happen. What the fuck? Like, how yeah. do I get that? And it's like, you know, it's weird because it's kind of like it's a super discouraging thing when you go zero and twelve in a game. And it's even like scarier when it's like, well, you know. You can keep getting wrecked, and maybe in like a few weeks from now, you'll pull out a win or two, and you know maybe get a few packs, or for twenty or forty dollars, you might get something good that you can fight with. I don't know, you know, it's and it's like this brutal scale thing where it's like a lot of these games, you have to just put in so much time and so much work just to like get to the fun part. 
Mm-hmm. And also sometimes, you know, you make a deck or you build an army or you do something for like an hour, two hours, three hours, and you just get your head handed to you. And you're like, man, I spent six hours doing nothing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, because it's in some of these games, it's hard to identify what you did wrong. Like if you and I are playing, uh, you know, a DC deck builder or Ascension, like or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you notice you can't buy anything, I can tell you, oh yeah, sometimes in the beginning of the game, it's good to get Mystics or these like bonus buying cards because you need those for later. Like there's something you can identify. But if I play Jace and you just don't have Jace, there's nothing for you to identify. It's just like, my things are better. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these games have that. Like not like the board games, I notice it's definitely less. Like yeah. Mage Wars and Summoner Wars, it's not random packs. So you always know what you're getting. If you pick up an X-Wing ship, it's not like, oh, shit, Darth Vader! Like, you know what's inside the pack, you know, like, prior to getting it. There's no surprises. Yeah. But with all these games requiring that much time, you know, I think back, like, when you were talking about with Magic and stuff like that, and even, like, with D&D and, like, Pathfinder, we used to just spend, like, a night making characters. Mm-hmm. You know, or doing, like, a one-shot or something. And we never viewed that time as wasted. You no. know, because we had fun. Yeah. But the thing is, like, with these games that require that time, like, is that something that, like, at this point in your life, do you think you can ever play a game like this? Like, something that needs this much time and focus? Or is it something that's, like, just, am I chasing a dead dream? I think it depends upon, you know, if you get a fire lit under your ass or not, you know? Like, I was just thinking about, like, yesterday when Mike came over and we are going to play a game, I was like, well... You know, I could bring out Klondike Rush and we could play it and I could teach him how to do it. And then, you know, what What if I did all this time and effort and stuff like that and he destroys me? I have no fun. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm like, oh, that's so weird that I'm thinking about it that way, you know? So then I was just like, well, I'll just bring out DC and play it, you know? But, um, you know, even like with like your, your other games like Pokemon and stuff like that, like... When Logan got Pokemon, he was so into the cards and because, you know, all the kids are just Pokemon, Pokemon. And, you know, and he's like, I think at, at first he liked more of what they look like and stuff like that. And more than, you know, what these did and how you could play them, you know. And by the time I taught him, I was like, geez, I'm like, I'd have to buy so much other stuff just to get him into it, get him going. And it's like, I would rather just you know, do something else. Like, you know, I'd rather bring out chess and teach him how to play that or, you know, play something that I know he's going to have a lot of fun in instead of, you know, putting all this time and energy into that, you know? So it's like right now I'm kind of like a 50, 50 on it because just playing magic last night, I was like, gosh, it'd be fun to get into that again, just to play it. I wouldn't buy anything just because we don't have any money, but like just to grab the old decks and take a look through them and just kind of, you know, see how to, you know, upgrade them or downgrade them and stuff like that, you know, it, you know, it'd be kind of cool. So yeah, it's just, it all depends, especially like, you know, nowadays with our lives, you know, it's just, it just go, go, go. But then every once in a while, unexpected shit happens. You're like, okay, well, I'm not playing a game this week, you know, so hopefully next week, you know, so it's like, sometimes you have to like choose what you want to do it's like okay do i want to waste all of my time into doing this one thing and doing that or playing these four or five games that i could get in in one day instead you know so see that's a big thing for me it's like um so like uh so kim 
And she's still here. I know she's been solid <laughs> for two minutes, but like, how many Summoner Wars decks did you make? None. How many Mage Wars books did you build? One. So you made one. Uh, that with your with your <laughs> help, of course. How many armies did you uh, put together when we played the oh so popular Dungeons and Dragons Attack Wing? Mm. <laughs> that existed for a brief. I remember time. <laughs> I did one army, but it just it came out like shit. It was not good, and I just I. I can't do stuff games like those. To, to be fair for D&D Attack Wing, if you didn't put four ballistas on your team, you made the wrong yeah, that's team. True. That's besides the point. That is true. Uh, <laughs> but and you guys were super huge into Force of Will, so have you guys been playing that lately? No. How many decks did we make for that, babe? I made none. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dice Masters? You remember all those Dice Masters teams you made? I made one DC. That, ooh. Yeah, I mean, one DC. She it had Batman DC. and Catwoman <laughs> in it. It had Zatanna in it. And then um, that got trounced too. So I was going to say, how did that do against my dragon deck in D&D's attack mm. dice? <laughs> and see, that's the thing. It's like, for our local group, we don't have too many people that like that outside game time investment. Because the thing is, like, that's why I was looking into, like, Hex and Elder Scrolls. Like, something I can play on my phone or just on my PS4, like... If nobody can get together or we can't jump on Tabletopia or something, hey, it's something I can like put time into and see some progress. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm really seeing progress, you know? Like I know the first time I played Agricola, I ended with negative fifteen and I was like, this game sucks. Now when I play Agricola, I'm usually getting around twenty something. Like I've I've actually have improved my playstyle in those games to a point where I actually have results. I don't know if I would see that in these other games or not because of what goes into them and the time investment and it's kind of like okay do i want to go through all the cards i have in hex put together a deck play it online a few times see what i need to improve see what needs to come out see what cards i can buy or just play terraforming mars you know because i know terraforming mars is gonna make me happy and everyone else can play terraforming mars too because it's hey we all start with the same thing and we all end at the same time there's no well, I have this thing that you don't or whatever, you know? It's just like, it's, I know it sounds odd. It's like gamer crisis for me where it's, because I used to love like making magic decks and all these other things. And I'm like, man, I would love to have some game with that level of customization. But truth be told, like Gems of War, I've been playing it for almost a year and a half. And now it's just kind of like boring because I'm at a grind point. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you know, you need like these 15 things to improve this guy. So, uh, keep fighting in this area and you'll eventually get some and it's like after 45 fights i get like one and i need like 15 more and i'm like this is just boring now like i want to do it because i want to not because the game is telling me i have to yeah and what's yeah. funny is i can't even buy them because they change what's in the store every week so i i asked somebody in my guild i'm like look like if i just wanted to buy the stones what would it be and he was like it would be in the 20 dollar pack but that's not going to be available until like january I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, because there's like 12 different types of stones and every week they change it. And he's like, that was like last week, so you missed it, so you got to wait like another 12, like 11 weeks or something. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's like, I just... <laughs> well, it's just like, it's like when you, when you know, when you play like an old video game that you put a lot of time into, like, say you put like Final Fantasy or something like that and you, you know, you play this time and you go different places and you level up and you level up and you get to certain spots and you level up. Then you get to a certain point and you realize, oh, I missed something. 
and then I have to go back and I have to level up and I have to do this and find this. And it's like, I wanted to just get past this one part, you know, and it's like, oh, geez, I just put, you know, 40, 50 hours into this one part. And now I have to go and put another, you know, 10 into finding this. But sometimes it can re be really deflating, especially with, you know, feeling like, you know, is it really worth my time or not? You know? All right. So that's actually a great example of something. And so I got a question for both of you. And uh, if you can answer first, Kim, that would be lovely. <laughs> so, Shadows of War, right? Yes. You go against this war chief, and he's just be strong and beats the snot out of you. Okay. Right? So you know that you can level up or whatever mm -hmm. and go back to him. But you have to go do those things, and that's, you know that just based on the, the way the game works, right? That is your gamer knowledge. His attacks and everything is your gamer skill. Like when he comes at you with that fire burst, you gotta dodge. When he comes at you with the sword, you gotta parry. When he does this other thing, you gotta get behind a wall. Like that's all like skill in the game, right? So you know all those things. But what if every time you went against a war chief, somebody was actually using a controller controlling that war chief, right? Mm. It's not an NPC gamer anymore, it's a person that's vehemently beating you. So Joe in North Carolina is smashing your face in. It's not the computer. Joe's the one chasing you down. And Joe knows you're going to jump up that rock and grabs you by the foot and drags you down and just starts stabbing you with the spear. And the second you hit Joe, Joe runs away and summons 50 more guys to fight you to wear you down and always beats you. Now, Joe can summon more trolls, but you can't, right? Is that... Like, would that be any different? Like, if you found out all the war chiefs were being controlled by people, like at Ubisoft or whatever, going, hee hee hee, watch this, we're going to go kill this person. Like, would that change how you feel about the fighting or the game or anything? Like, would it bother you more that you're losing to a person than the computer? No. Really? Oh, yeah. man, that would drive me well, nuts. <laughs> here, well, because I'm surprised you didn't ask. Like, the reason why I don't play these games... Like well, that's these. that's what I'm going to get. I'm, yeah. I'm okay, so my answer is no. It's building okay. a story. <laughs> but I'm saying, even if you knew that he spent money to get these things so you can't beat him, and if you don't beat him, you can't progress the story. Oh, well, if it's something where you have to spend money in order to beat this person, like if he has like all this cool equipment and skills because of money, then yes, I'd be pissed off because if I don't want to spend all that money... Then that seems kind of unfair because he has like an he has an advantage. Like what about you, Kurt? Like same thing. Like if playing well, Final I, Fantasy, it, I was controlling weapon and just going like, no, Kurt, you're dead. You can't heal. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> if if I if I knew that the person behind it was doing more than the computer would actually do, then that would piss me off. Because it'd be like, okay, so if the computer was doing it, then it would be then it would be like, oh, I'd almost have a chance, but then I'd, you know, oh, then I would die or whatever. Or, you know, and it, but then if somebody came in and was like, oh, you know, actually how I'm going to do it is I'm going to completely destroy you and, you know, make you, you know, lose your, you know, wits about you or whatever. That would really piss me off. Because yeah, that's what I get in Street Fighter. Like, when I play hard, like hard <laughs> oh. AI or something, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, this guy sucks. 
Like, you know, because, like, it's, you know, so difficult to fight. But when I play somebody online and they do the exact same stuff, I'm like, this is a cheap bastard! You know, like, like what is this, amateur hour? You just keep doing the same moves, you cheap bastard! Meanwhile, the computer does it, and you're like, ah, oh, man, this is so dumb. I'm like, oh, I hate it. You know? <laughs> but there's yeah, just yeah. something about knowing that a, a person's doing it to me that's just like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's like when my buddy, when we used to play Street Fighter, he used to just mash the buttons and still win for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, all right, so, Kim, like, now, you know, I see you play games like The Sims or, like, you know, like Shadows of War or there's games that you put a ton of time into, right? But yet you don't do it for some of the war teams. You don't make your own armies and, like, attack wing or something. Like, what is the difference between spending, like, 100 hours in The Sims versus 100 hours, like, making decks or building armies? Like, what different feel do you get out of that? Feels like homework. If I have to, <laughs> if I have to memorize almost what each card does, and I have to put together, like what cards would go with what, like I'm not good at making those combos. I wouldn't know to. Um, so you made me a goblin deck when mm-hmm. we were playing a myriad, and you basically were showing me. Oh yeah, I you know if you play this card. And then when you get this other card, it could, you know, help this card, like, boost it up or whatever. And then when you get this other card, it can help that other card boost up the other card. And it was, like, all these combinations. I can't understand those combinations. I It doesn't stick with me. And I don't know if it's, like, I've, I've tried, like, with, um, with Force of Will. I tried to read up on cards. And I tried, to, but for some reason, it doesn't click. Like, I can't see. It's, like... It's like as if it's uh, like a huge math problem, you know? It's like those really long ones that the teachers write on the board. It is. It's not like one. It is one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I can't can't grasp it. And that's why Mage Wars. I can't do Mage Wars because I can't see which cards work uh, work out of the other one. Force of Will, Magic the Gathering. Like, for some reason, it just doesn't click with me. And I've tried, but I just, I can't retain all that information in my head. Okay, and here's why it doesn't click with you. Because it is a math problem like that. Because on that giant board, there's 60 X's. And all of those X's equal your opponent at zero life. And if you don't put the right cards and the right equations in the right slots, you're going to get a different answer. And that answer is usually they win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it actually yeah. is like those it's like those science movies where it's like oh if we recalibrate this over yeah. here and then so. i feel bad if i if i do make a deck if I, i'll i'll just make decks that think i look like i think are cool yeah like, oh look this is a dragon and this is a little imp guy and then like you're a beast master with all his dogs yeah <laughs> and then it's like and i play it and it's like wow this really sucks i equate i equate magic the gathering to like like computer coding basically because it's like if A was B and B was C, then D will you know, and it's funny because you know as we're talking about magic and stuff like that, my wife is not on the podcast, but she's beside me and she's putting a thumbs down as I'm talking about magic. But it's like to tell it, it's funny that she'll talk like that, but she also loves playing legendary and loves playing DC deck building. Well, regardless of the fact that they're not the same game, they're very similar. In, in certain ways where it's like you're co- you're using cards, you're doing combos, you're making things 
match up together and you're doing a certain thing to beat a certain opponent. And that's the same thing with magic. It's just a little bit harder because they add a little more, you know, math to it, but also they involve these colors that some are better than others and stuff like that. And I think that I also have the same problem as Kim does. Sometimes the, you know, the stuff doesn't line up in a perfect line to where you can see it. But I think that if somebody could actually do something a little bit, I don't know, a card game like that that has, you know, a little bit more of a simpler way of telling you how to do that, I think it would be a lot easier for people like like Kim and I that, you know, sometimes it just doesn't quite fit the mold. Where, you know, sometimes I'll see it and I'll be like, okay, obviously this works with this and that's how that, you know, that kind of happens and stuff like that. But, you know, again, it's just, it's like anything that you do once and then you do more, eventually things kind of meld together into that perfect spot where you see it. It's like, it's like Neo in the Matrix. It's like, I see everything, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, these numbers make sense and these things, you know, happen. It's like, even when you guys talk about like Kim playing Sagrada and, and Dan playing, you know, it's like Dan doesn't, isn't quite getting it and Kim is, well, there will be this certain turn, I guarantee you, as you guys play it more, it'll kind of click for Dan and Dan will be like, oh yeah. And there'll probably be times when, you know, something happens for Kim in that game, it should be like, okay, I don't understand how to get to that point. So I can understand if you, you know, you like and don't like certain things, but, you know, I think, I think with magic, I think it, I think it just has to be one of those things that you have to play it more, play it a lot. And again, talking about the whole time sync thing, but also I think with magic, it's very, like I alluded to before, I think it's nice to know people that know certain things because they can help you with that. But also when you get to that point, you can eventually get to that point where you're like, okay, now I understand this works with this and stuff like that. Where, I mean, the one thing that I will still, the one thing that I'll have that I'm really still really bad at with magic is like, I know a lot of people that can name cards and, you know, instants and lands. And I'm like, but yeah, some people just have that vocabulary. I will never be that person. You know, I'll, I'll be like, you know, when he says Jace, I'm like, I know who Jace is. I can't tell you what cards he has and what abilities they have. I know Dan can. Yeah, yeah I know what he looks two like. Two colors, two blue, starts out with three loyalty, plus two, you brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Zero, you one summon. Well, Mine, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I would have to disagree with you, though, saying that uh, magic is almost the same as uh, legendary. In a way, in a way, if someone just gives you a deck, it's like, here, play this, then yes. Magic is exactly like Legendary, but if you are trying to make a deck, like you have like a whole bunch of cards in front of you and you're trying to pick which cards to go through, I would say that's very much different than Legendary because Legendary, you have a buy row and everyone's buying from that same row. So you don't know what's going to come out next. So it's more randomized and it's like you you take what works for you now in magic you have to take what's going to work for you at the end of the game but i will give one thing on curse fair on this when you play legendary you pick heroes based on the number of players and then say you're fighting against um like galactus or something or you're mm -hmm. playing against thanos 
if you're like, I'll take Hulk, and I'm like, I'll take Punisher, Kurt can, might already know those decks and be like, we have already lost because none of the Punisher cards and none of the Hulk cards have the same symbology. We need cards that will work together to defeat Galactus. Like, he does energy fields. We need cards that do healing. We need to have these two heroes in there. So, like, you would say... Even the Byro will be dictated by what heroes you choose, and you could choose the wrong heroes that will guarantee you lose against that villain. Alright, so would it be kind of fair to say that um, the gameplay is different, but the player knowledge is the same as in Magic? Like, if you memorize all those cards in Magic... Yeah. That's the same as if you memorize and you keep playing Legendary and you know it's going to work. Pretty much. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, you might say to somebody like, oh, like, does Domino and Scarlet Spider work? And it's like, no, but if you play either uh, Noir Spider-Man or you do, like, you know, uh, Fantastic, like, you know, like, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, mm -hmm. those two do work together with Domino. And you're like, oh, my God, how do you remember this? And it's like, I played tons of Legendary. But it's like, you it's know? not even the character, the the player knowledge, though, that gets me. It's it's more of the, like, when, you, when you're combining multiples. Like, like, you said, like you said, like, A plus B equals C. Yeah. That equals E or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I can see it where if I have two cards in front of me, I'll know if they work together. But yeah. once you start adding that third and fourth and fifth card, it's like, all right, wait, wait, wait. So this walks into this one. But what does this do again? Oh, that's right. This works off of this one. But this doesn't have anything to work off of. So it's like... And the other thing, too, is I... Now that we started talking about it, I do kind of want to take a look. Not play. I want to take a look at Force of Will again. Um, but with magic, you can get mana screwed. There, yeah. there is a, a very likely chance... That even though you got like you can map out like how many lands you put in, but, but there's a lot luck just goes against you. Yeah, you can just draw your car cards and you get no lands, and then you can mulligan, draw more cards, no lands. And I like the force of will where you already have like Hearthstone, like you know you know you're going to be getting mana every single turn, so at least you have that. It's not as random, and you won't really get screwed. But then it's the same thing where I have to go back and make the decks and making those decks aren't. Yeah, and that's the thing. Good. And it's like, and if you do multicolor, now there is a chance you can get mana screwed, even though it's a smaller deck. And it's like a lot of these games have so much like going to them. And that's the thing. I actually really miss this stuff. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I can ever do it again. Like, you know, when you work five, six days a week to like for 10 hours plus travel, come home, have dinner and everything, it's like I can make a, a deck in hex or anything else but it's like if i do hex then that is it no other game or board game that day you know especially like when you play somebody online it's like a magic tournament it's a best out of three and it's an hour-long game like you actually have stop clocks for your turns and even you know? when you like when you uh, when you make a deck for like the first couple of times it's like you're, you're spending all that time to do it right and you feel good sometimes because you're like oh okay you yeah, know i can get the hang of this <laughs> and then when you play it and it's like, oh shit! I'm having <laughs> like, yeah, like my magic tournament. Yeah, I'm gonna make a mill deck because it's really fun when they can't draw cards. Bam, bam, bam! You're dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And exactly. Even though, like, I'll be playing with him. Um, you still like, even if you're playing with somebody who's like, you know, just cool about it yeah. and won't like take it too seriously, yeah. you still feel kind of bad about yourself because it's like, you spent. 
two hours putting this deck together and it does nothing. Oh, like yeah. He killed you in, like, two turns. How? Yeah, How is exactly. that possible? And, then, and that's what happened when we played Magic last night, the whole me and Mike thing, because, you know, like, even even Mike played one of his decks, you know, that one of the times that I, you know, trounced him or whatever, he's like, he's like, oh, I remember, this deck is awful. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and he, he's like, he's like, He's like, I, it, it wouldn't have mattered what card I would have got out for you. It wouldn't have, it would have worked, you know? And luckily it went quick, but sometimes with Magic 2, Magic plays can go very long. And and so it even makes it even worse. Like if you like play forever and someone's just taking you down hit point by hit point, and then at the end you're like, oh, well, I did absolutely nothing. Great. I'm glad I played this for, you know... 45 minutes and you know basically just let you slowly drain the blood out of me you know well it's like um so in the elder scrolls game uh you have 30 hit points and most games i could not even bring my opponents below 20 they just had too many answers they were taking me out so fast all these amazing cards and it's like i was telling kim it's weird because i play her in sagrada and she beats me by 25 points and i'm just like damn but I play, you know, this game where I made my own deck and somebody basically beats me by 25 points and I'm like, this just sucks. Like, because in Sagrada, it was like, oh, well, the di- like, the dice were the same for us on the table. Like, I got to pick the same dice she did. I just didn't choose the right ones, I guess. But, like, in this game, I'm like, I made this team that can't win. This thing sucks. You know, it's like, it does, <laughs> like, it actually goes like, man, like, what am I doing wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the part that I think that's the part about magic where I think people shy away from it because it's like, it's like, like Timmy in the big football game. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, he trained very hard. You know, he's he did you know all the work. He did all the stuff. He threw the football really good or whatever, and then he gets in the big game. Oh, somebody breaks his leg. You know, it's like <laughs> paralyzed you know, for the it, rest it, of his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's hard when you you know you think uh, you know oh you know little Timmy's gonna do the best he can and he's you know he's ready to go and then gets obliterated. It's like ugh, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. So um, even so, like uh-huh. uh, like even like if we play like Summoner Wars, still it's like that that the just any game where you have to make decks before you play it because like summoner wars we generally never changed anything in summoner wars though like we always used to play it's like summoner wars the decks just straight out as they were yeah like if we went to an organized play though i would hate summoner wars we would get wrecked <laughs> like we would i love <laughs> summoner wars and if we mm-hmm. ever had to play a tournament style yeah and make our own decks i would just hate it i could just see it where it's like you know in a tournament it's like how did you do like i went oh and five there was only four rounds in the tournament. Yeah, but the first game, the guy actually beat me so damn quick, we played again. <laughs> yeah, I think I even did that in that tournament for Extra Life. Like, I got, like, the first... It's, like, in the one that we did was, like, a... You know, if you got beat twice, you got eliminated or whatever. The first game, I got crushed. So we're, like... He's, like, hey, want to play another game? I'm, like, sure, I'd love to get destroyed, you know? But he, he was one of the nice guys that was, like... I, you know, here's what I do here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and he's like, and even one kid gave me a couple of cards. He's like, here, you're going to love these. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> he was like 15 and destroying me. It, made, it really made me feel bad about myself. But You remember how good I did in the high command t- tournament? <laughs> Him and one other person playing. I came in second place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hey, at least you came in second. Yeah. Again, another game of pre-con. Like, it's a deck builder, but you actually build your deck that you'll be buying from. And this guy ripped me to pieces. And it was great, because at the end, he goes, okay, so here's what you want to do. Everything you did, you don't want to do any of that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, because I lost bad. I, I was there for that part, too. But he was basically telling me, he's like, it's just like, this nation, these like these units wins he's like they're just like the path to victory in this game he's like i don't know if they didn't place us enough or if they overlooked it he's like but copy this deck play this deck and i guarantee you nobody will beat you and like i played it three times against like you know buddies and i mean even when people tried to make a deck to bring it down he was kind of on the money it was like these things are just beast powerful and they work ridiculously well together well that's also why the whole thing with magic too it's like if you want to play to win, like if you go to tournaments and you want to play to win, you can't make a deck that you like. You have to go online, look at the winning decks, and basically buy the cards and copy off of it. Well, yeah, that's and again, that's one of the things with a lot of these games. Like if you want to play Mage Wars very, very well, mm. me and Kurt can play each other 15 times. Doesn't mean we're going to be able to beat anyone else. Like there's all this like meta knowledge, like, you know, forums and guilds and like out you know outside information that modifies how you see the game i found that sometimes it kind of ruins it because it's like you're not having funny fun anymore it's like you're you're basically have to follow what other people are doing you can't do your own thing but see that's that's what i'm curious about like because somebody figured out that deck and then when new cards comes out somebody else figures out that other deck you know so it's like I don't know if these things are fine-tuned machines because if so, like they would never change. Yeah, it, magic wouldn't be going on this long without it being real good component of preparedness, but also luck, but also you know, um, chant. Yeah, because it's like because like take for example like Caverna, right? Even if they made some like new buildings in Caverna, you wouldn't have to use them. Like you can just stick with what you got. Unless one of those new buildings did the same thing for cheaper, which is kind of what happens in, like, Magic and Force of Will, where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a bedroom that costs five wood and three stone, but, like, and they they make an expansion, it's like, oh, here's a bedroom, but it only costs four wood and two stone, and you're like, it's the same room, I'll just buy it cheaper. Like, unless they do something like that, you could probably play Caverna the same way, you know, like, you know, there's, there's a few games like that, like Agricola... You might get those new profession cards, but just choose not to use them. So, I mean, there's, like, board games I find, like, you can get out of that. And I think there is some fun in, like, making your armies and making your teams. The biggest thing is people being at the same skill level, Mm -hmm. I think, is always the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't go to a a tournament of Magic and just be like, hey, I want to play for fun. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Because then people would be like, you don't say that word in this store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no no kidding. Fun? What is that? I've never. I. This is this is war. Magic. We have no fun. It's yeah, like I, Eric, get her out of here. I don't like uh, people talking like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what was the? There was something where he went to a magic tournament, and this guy was basically like complaining about his his score oh, because you beat him. I I had a uh, I made the knowledge bowl deck, which is the deck cost like nine dollars to make. It was nothing but garbage cards. But Knowledge Pool was whenever you play a card, like everyone puts the top three cards of their deck into the Knowledge Pool. Yeah. And then from now on, whenever you play a card, you pay the mana, but instead of resolving it, you swap it out from a card from the Knowledge Pool. 
So oh. my deck was filled with nothing but completely useless garbage. And I played my useless garbage, but I got to cast all the cool, good cards from your deck instead. Uh-huh, nice. And then I had a replicator that would just make more and more knowledge pools. So if everything in this knowledge pool sucked, I'd make another one so I'd get more of your cards. And if I didn't like those, I'd make another one and see more of your cards. And, uh, yeah, and it was like... But the thing is, nobody played it, so nobody knew how to fight it because it was a stupid deck that should have never been made. And it yeah. was super fun. Um, <laughs> I, I one of my, Like, in the same tournament, I sat down, one guy that just saw how I played against somebody... I go against him next. As soon as he sits down, he goes, no. And he just gets up and leaves. I'm like, okay. And then uh, the last person was like, like I can't believe, like I was the first game I won. And then the second game, he's on the ropes. And he's like, this sucks. I'm, I'm not going to be able to go to the PTQ because of this. This is going to kill my rank. Like, you know, cause like rank. I'm a scrub. So <laughs> me beating him like obliterates his points apparently or something like that. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, I'm just playing to win those, those cards. Like, because the prize was like a fat pack and like five boosters or something. I'm like, you know, I was like, I just want the fat pack and the five boosters. If you want to, I'm like, I'll concede right now if you give me the fat pack and the five boosters. And he goes, so if I give you those cards, you'll concede right now? And I was like, and a cherry cook. Because I saw he had that look of want in his eyes and I had to up the stakes a <laughs> little. And he goes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I'll get you a coke. And, uh, and I was like, all right, yeah, fine. You know, it's like, you know, which was cool. But uh, that's neither here nor there, really. Yeah. So now I know we always have amazing response rates whenever we ask people questions. Mm. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of people reply uh, weekly, if anything. But what I'm curious about is if, you, if anyone out there is into these like super involving games that do require this time. And if you were breaking somebody into these games, like how do you go about it when there's like a thousand cards or tons of factions, or 5,000 units, and you have all that crap. Like, when you got the box of Warhammer figures, or Malifaux dudes, or the rows and rows of, like, you know, Mage Wars cards, or Battle Lore armies, like, how do or you even hero begin? clicks. Yes! Oh, oh my god. god. We used to play hero <laughs> clicks so much. I got... Oh god. I got game. the Bioshock Infinite, just because it looked cool, and they were shit. But it was like... <laughs> and then a year later, I'm playing Heroclix tournaments because I learned how to play it and I wanted to. Yeah. I love Heroclix, but it's that's another thing where it's like, you know, you it was good for a hot minute and then it's like, oh, will I ever do this again? And then every once in a while, we'll do it or we'll use them for like role playing or something like that, you know? Here's the only thing you need to know in Heroclix. Probability control wins matches. Yeah. You have enough probability control, you'll eventually friggin' hit them. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, so like I said, I mean, I want to. I just want to know, like, if if people out there, like, if you do have that, like, that love that just consumes all of like every free second of the clock that you can just pour into making your teams and stuff like that. And like I said, like, where would you start somebody out if they wanted to get into those things? Because I know getting into hex, I am like lost, and I'm having fun exploring, and I'll probably have a lot less fun once I start playing people online. Mm. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I'm just you know, I want to see where people are on this and uh. Because it's like I said, it's it's like I feel like it's a personal torment knowing that I want to do these things, and I there's just not enough hours in the day for me. Yeah, exactly. I'll call out someone in particular. I'll call out Paige West because I know that he's still really big into magic. So I'll I'll have to see. We'll have to see what he thinks about that. All right, sounds good, man. So Kurt, people want to answer us on that. Where do you suggest they do that? Um, first, think about it in your heads. Write it down come up with a nice consensus uh let's see 
300-word essay on it. And then go to at MFGCast on Twitter. Join our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to email us, do it the hard way, mfgcast3 at gmail.com. And then you can we can talk about it. You know he has it as MFGCast3 because it's three times better than any other board gaming oh, podcast. Oh, snap. I see what you yep. did there. That's it. That's totally it. You got it right. Eat that, Dice Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if you guys want to do a bunch, uh, if you guys want to do a couple other things that will uh, help us out immensely, you can rate us on iTunes, give us five stars, go on Stitcher, rate us there. Uh, another thing you can do you can do that was on the website a long time ago and for some reason got off and now it's back on. If you're looking to buy any games, anything, underwear for your mom, uh, we we have the our link for Amazon up back up on the website. Oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna make you a few dollars off of that. Soon, That's buddy. right. So click on that link, buy anything that you want on Amazon. A few shuckles come our way because believe us, we need it, and uh, that will go towards the fees of making this thing. And put it in your ear holes. Sorry for using such language. You know what? I think I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw an incentive out there, Kurt. Ooh. So here's what I'm figuring. Because uh, due to a recent shipping error, and I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> oh, whoa, um, oh, that's and, me. Oh dang! I, wait, wait, wait. I sent you uh, the. Oh wait. Get oh. games. Can I can I just quick just quick do do one thing one of the whole the games we played because I, I I forgot to mention this and I really wanted to mention this and I forgot. And <laughs> sure, I at the end is a great place to yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, we're Tarantinoing this podcast. Nice. I would honestly suggest people to look into the exit games. The exit games, even though you can it's a one and done, it's actually really fun, and there is just like this one thing I did where I had to like read the last word of every uh, something and then I was like it was a surprise in the box underneath the cardboard and rule book and all the other stuff so I was like wow that's pretty cool yeah. they hid a card in the box Whoa. spoiler <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. but we I'll won't tell you a which spoiler on this now too thanks a lot oh, well, no. well, the good news is there's six <laughs> different exit games so good luck trying to figure out which one it was that's true yeah, exactly. Everyone's gonna um, I'm gonna guess the Pharaoh's tomb sweet <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but so I figured this so, uh, since we're gonna be sending you out a copy of Port Royale uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow when Kim is off Oh, uh, I'll I'll see it when I'll believe it when I see yeah, it. No. Yeah. Give it time, give it time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you were right about the Munchkin size on those cards. By the way, besides nice. them up, you were on the money. So I he- knew it. So here's what I figure: another reason why people should rate us on iTunes is because uh, we'll pick somebody out and call them out on the show. And if you're within the continental United States, uh, we'll get another copy of Port Royale to you too, because the game is oh. awesome and everyone should be playing it. There you go. iTunes review five stars. It has to be five stars. It has to be an amazing. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be. Just doesn't. Have yeah, to Yeah, every be. star Just... you rate us will be an entry. That's how we're gonna do this. Hey, you want to give us go. one star? Yeah, that's fine. Good luck winning the game, though, buddy. <laughs> 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 you want to be a jerk? I'll be a jerk. Let's do this. Yeah, no kidding. No, be honest. We we love your feedback. So anything will be awesome. Yeah. All right. On that note, we ready to put this to bed? I think we are. So for the MFG cast, I am Kurt. I am Dan. And I am Kim. Peace. This, yeah, 
This was the MFG cast, a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Network. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.